Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can affect our health, vitality, and longevity. So today I'm going to give you a really good idea of what the best way is to eat for most people. If you want to lose weight, if you have blood sugar issues, if you have digestive issues, gallbladder, arthritis, memory issues, energy, or just about any complaint in the book, this diet will be so nutrient-dense and free of foods that may flare up sensitivities that when you follow this eating plan, you're going to feel better than you can imagine. Or maybe you're just interested in health and taking control of your future health to stay healthy. You know, in modern society, health, vitality, and longevity just don't happen for most of us. Our food is processed, lacking in nutrients. Our activity level is minimum. You know, we most have desk jobs and with technology, and then all the toxins we're exposed to put us at risk for so many cancers and diseases. It can be overwhelming. But I want to give you some simple things that you can do that can really help tip the scale in your favor. Tip the scale in more than one ways. Okay, well, with 42% of Americans obese, and that puts you just in itself at risk for diabetes and cancer and high blood pressure, gallbladder disease, dementia, arthritis, mood issues. Crazy, isn't it? And, and I think the really bad thing is there is no national push to reverse this. You know, it, it really all started about the time when I opened up the shop in the 70s. You know, that was when fat in our diet was demonized. This was due to what I have to say and what is acknowledged by all experts today as bad science that our government embraced and all of the people that were gonna make money from this, the processed food manufacturers, they loved it. They still are promoting it, even though if you look at the current food guidelines, it says cholesterol is not even a nutrient of interest. But my mother was just in the hospital. They are still recommending a low-fat diet. It's just crazy. But anyway, before this time, the 70s, we didn't even pay attention to obesity rates on the national level. You know, but when fat was taken out of the diet, supposedly to decrease heart disease and help with weight control, at that very time, diabetes rates soar. Obesity became a steady rise. Eating disorders emerged. You know, I remember my grandparents' response to this whole low-fat low craze. They had eaten two eggs fried in bacon grease every morning, along with a side of bacon and plenty of butter on the toast. Heart disease? Nope. It went counter to everything humans had done forever. We now know healthy fat is essential for our nervous system, our brain, to empty our gallbladder, even to keep us satisfied so we don't need to eat and graze all day long. If you don't have fat, you're going to be hungry every hour or two. If you don't have fat, your stomach slowly releases energy so you stay satisfied. It's a complex hormonal interaction of insulin, glucagon, the satiety hormones, leptin and ghrelin. And by messing with that, something that had been normally put together forever, 
in the 70s, we set ourselves up for all of the diabetes, diabetes, well, they call it diabetes, but it's diabetes and obesity we see today. So today, I'm going to give you general guidelines that are going to work for most people. If you have a medical condition, like always, get any changes approved by your doctor or healthcare provider. You know, the basis of the diet I'm going to talk about is low sugar impact foods and low sensitivity foods. It isn't anything new or shiny. It's been used forever. Food being your best medicine or your slowest poison, it's the best place to start. I've used it myself to help overcome acne, metabolic weight loss resistance, low thyroid function, and improved digestive health. I really encourage you to try this if you think you could use better health. And you know, I'm even going to say it's anti-aging. Because of the low sugar impact, you are not going to have what has been deemed called glycation, which is when they you sugar up the cells, it causes them to rust. Okay, so I'm even going to call it anti-aging. So it's not really a weight loss program. However, if you need to lose weight, you will. No such thing as a perfect diet. Each one of us has a unique makeup, and everybody has different needs when it comes to food and nutrition. So this is going to be general. So, and I love it for digestive distress, like bloating and gas and constipation or other uncomfortable digestive systems. That's just your body telling you that your diet needs a makeover. Most digestive issues are related to inflammation in the gut, which causes discomfort or IBS-like symptoms and leads to leaky gut not something you want. I did a webinar a few months back, and it's posted on my website, debford.com. You can go listen to it. But in a nutshell, your gut lining is one cell thick. This thin lining contains 80% of your immune system, because that's literally where the outside world and the food we eat meets the inside world, your circulation. Your immune system has to be right there to respond. And this lining has to be intact, not permeable, not leaky. However, leaky gut is common. It's kind of like this. You know, you've got tiny little channels that normally allow only digested food across into the circulation. It's like tightly zippered shut. But when it gets irritated by bad food or chemicals or compounds in your food like gluten that irritate, these little channels begin to swell and that zipper unzips. That allows undigested food back into circulation. It allows toxins that the liver has tried to clear, allows that back in and allows bacteria back in. All that stuff that's supposed to be eliminated, that's why so many people are tired, bloated, gassy, and a lot have seemingly unrelated problems. When they follow this program, this diet, they clear up. I mean, can you imagine how damaging this would be when you're letting toxins, bacteria, and undigested food back into circulation? Your body has to work overtime. And frankly, it gets worn out trying to do this day in and day out. So this diet is designed to clear up the leaky gut. In doing so, you know, many people report improvements in respiratory issues like congestion and sinus and allergies and asthma. 
in skin issues. I mean, like eczema, dandruff, psoriasis, water retention, acne, migraines. Millions of people suffer from chronic migraines. If you're one of them, research shows that this program can really help reduce that. Fatigue, irritability. I mean, your brain is just irritated. No wonder we have mood problems. Brain fog. Back to mood problems. Your gut makes more serotonin than your brain. You know, there's this gut-brain connection that we just cannot overlook. So many people that have anxiety have gut issues. So now you know where to start. That culprit could be in your plate. Really, there's no way of knowing without just getting rid of those foods that could be the culprit. So, you know, anxiety gone, chronic digestive problems gone, migraines gone, rashes gone. What may be giving you temporary creature comforts, like your mac and cheese and your cakes and your cookies, you know, you're going to gain back in lasting benefits with your health and well-being. And, you know, your taste buds are going to adjust in no time, promise. You know, some of the things that are not on this diet are going to be common foods that are major food allergens or things that contribute to food sensitivities. And this is, you know, the FDA includes dairy. So milk and cheese and yogurt and ice cream, even kefir, peanuts, that's a real strong one that shows up as cravings. All wheat, corn, soybeans, peanuts, because, and they're really not a nut, they're a legume, they grow underground with lots of fungus on them. There's so many foods that can cause adverse reactions in people. And these are just a few but they account for about 90% of food reactions. So many of the foods we eat are derived from these or they have, you know, they're included in some of the ingredients. So you really need to be a detective if you're not shopping on the perimeter. So food companies, they've gotten really skilled at hiding things in your diet. So, you know, put on your detective cap or just shop the perimeter. So I really love to tell you that after working with people for more than four decades, that whatever you absolutely love, L-O-V-E, it's probably the worst for you. You know, I see people's light up when they describe, their, their faces light up when they describe their favorite food. And it's like they're describing what they love about a new baby or a puppy. Yeah. You know, that just tells me the brain is addicted to something there. So that's not good. So what are we going to avoid? First of all, dairy. Three out of four people are unknowingly intolerant to dairy foods. You know, some dietitians and researchers feel that just about everybody is sensitive to dairy to one degree or another. You know, you've got the beta casein A1 found in cow's milk. Um, that usually doesn't show up on formal allergy tests. But, I mean, it could be headaches and coughs and skin and irritable bowel syndrome. And, you know, it's even linked to hormone disturbances, linked to type 1 diabetes. Gluten, that's another one we get rid of. You know, it's found in wheat and barley and rye and often contaminates oats. 1.5 million people in the United States suffer from gluten sensitivity. Uh, Whether it's celiac or non-gluten, Non-celiac gluten sensitivity, NCGS, the body produces an abnormal response. Everybody gets inflamed with gluten. So 
You know, we're learning a lot about this, and we have actually bred our wheat to be much higher in gluten because it makes things fluffy. Sugar is something else I'm eliminating here. You know, like I say, if I were the devil, couldn't outright kill people, I would get them addicted to sugar. It undermines health in every conceivable way. Elevates blood sugar, promotes inflammation, insulin resistance. It doesn't bring any vitamins or anything to the party. Instead, it uses them up. I hate sugar. Unhealthy oils, you know, we got to get rid of those. They mess up the cell membrane. Every single cell in your body has to have good, good lipids, good fats. So what do we eat? Well, starting out, protein. At each meal, we want to have pastured, grass-fed and finished meat, poultry, free-range eggs, clean plant-based protein powder, wild-caught fish, mostly of the omega-3s, and I like SMASH as the acronym, so that salmon, mackerel, anchovies, sardines, and herring. Those are the ones that are going to be clean, mostly clean, and uh, rich in omega-3. You know, most people want to lose weight, and you can temporarily increase protein a smidge because it's going to keep you more satisfied, and it amps up your metabolism a little bit. Next thing, vegetables, lots and lots, as much as you can get in every day. Steam them, roast them, have them raw. Veggies are low in calorie, high in nutrient content. Not only do they have fiber and antioxidants, but they're also source of the 25,000 phytonutrients that fight disease and protect our cells as we get older. If you want to live long and healthfully, you got to eat lots of plants. Fruits, have a couple every day. I really encourage melons and berries. They're rich in nutrients, yet low in sugar impact. I rarely encourage juice, too much sugar impact. It goes right in the bloodstream like jet fuel and then leaves you burned out and going on just fumes. So bananas, heavy fruit, the same. Keep them to a minimum. Starches, starchy vegetables, grains, legumes, like rice, potatoes, and hummus, all good, but... You know, big impact on blood sugar. Tolerance varies greatly. If you want to lose weight, if you have blood sugar issues, insulin problems, I highly recommend keeping them to a minimum unless you're super active and tolerate it well. In humans' ancestral past, these were the type of foods that we consumed in the fall when we needed to put on weight to get us through the long winter with little food. You know, it's just about the opposite now. We don't need to put food on during the winter. You know, we're sitting around with a fridge and a pantry full of food. The vast majority of us need to minimize foods that encourage weight gain. Then healthy fats. Saturated fats like ghee and butter and coconut oil. Monounsaturated fats like avocado and olive oil. And polyunsaturated fats like flax oil. And I love to recommend eating fresh nuts. This category, we want to really avoid bad fats, avoid all processed fats in food, you know, and never eat food that has been fried and the oils begin to smoke. These fats have turned and they are cancer causing. As much as I hate sugar and can go on and on and on about the dangers of sugar, there are many, many of my esteemed nutrition colleagues that feel bad fats are even a bigger danger. I kind of agree. So good fats only. Your diet's going to rely, rely mostly on whole foods, fresh fruits and vegetables, some lean protein with minimal grains, 
salads, soups, stir-fries, smoothies are going to become your staple. Super nutrient-dense and delicious. Going to do the majority of your shopping on the outside aisles, finding foods that really are going to help build up your health. You'll spend a lot of your time, you know, if you do spend a lot of your time looking and squinting at tiny little words for all the ingredients in there, you're probably going to get frustrated. So kind of some guidelines here. For breakfast, maybe do eggs and fruit. Sometimes I'll do an apple with almond butter and sometimes, you know, I'll do intermittent fasting. Sometimes I'll do a smoothie. Lunchtime, big salad with lots of protein. Sardines, chicken, or leftovers from supper in the night before. And the salad dressing. I love raspberry balsamic vinegar and either flax oil or olive oil. Dinner, some sort of protein and a vegetable. Maybe just a little bit of potato and rice if I've been really active. Snacks, only if needed. Maybe a piece of fruit or a few nuts. Instead, you know, spend your grocery trips in two places. Produce section and the meat section. You'll be good to go and a pro in no time. You know, food isn't just fuel. It is information for every cell in your body. That's what nutrition is. Every bite you take sends a message to your body. And our digestive tract is responsible for translating that food you eat into those chemical messengers. And that goes out to every cell in your body. This is what we call digestion and absorption, but it really is transforming those messages. You know, if you want to go to my webinar on my website, I'll give you lots of recipes, but changing your eating habits and taking control of your health requires a little bit of effort. Incredibly rewarding, though. You often don't know that foods are really bothering you until you get rid of them. You know, you you feel like you need support or you need to start some things. Follow this diet, and I'm absolutely to help. I'm here to help you and um, support you in making these changes. So thanks for listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope you learned something that will help you or someone you love. As always, you can listen again wherever you listen to podcasts or on my website, debford.com. Have a great day and eat something really good for you.